Mark. Mark. Superb time in there, Barry. Ladies and gentlemen. Well, hello everyone, welcome to the newest episode of, God I've forgotten the name of it, the Recycle Bin Podcast. My name is Chris Spann, I am here once again for the third episode of 2014, and with me today in the expansive Recycle Bin recording bed are from One More Go, the podcast, Barry Nickel. Barry Nickel. (laughs) (laughs) Barry 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 Nickel sounds like a darts player. (laughs) (laughs) Nickel Hay and Barry Topping from... One more go. Say hello, gentlemen, and and you can thank me for the professional introduction later. Hello, hello, hello. We're here. This is a lovely studio. This ah, it's is very nice. It is in the 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 one bed studio in which I currently inhabit. This is a, a, tr- a tremendous space to record a wonderful podcast in. Um, what, what, lying what, listeners, what? there's no studio. I'm in my bedroom. <laughs> Barry's in his. I'm not it's in my bedroom. It's a lie. Nah, I'm definitely not in my bedroom. I'm in the office, mate. That's true. That's true. Barry, Barry's actually in our studio. Ah, the, oh, okay. one more, one more go towers. Yeah. Well, all right. On that, for for anyone who doesn't know you, um, please do explain what one more go is. Um, one more go is a podcast about games that we used to love, games that we still love, and games that we hope you'll love too. And basically, hey. that means we talk about retro games. Uh, I mean, the reason we started the podcast is because me and Nickel were finding that you have a conversation with someone about an old game, or have you played this obscure old game? And, you know, not a lot of people had. So Mm. we thought, why not make a podcast where we can share the joy of old games that people maybe never played the first time around? And it's also um, a sort of reaction to, like, there's a huge wave of video game commentators that revel in being angry or disappointed or just generally raging at every every wonderful thing that's put in Mm. front of them. So we wanted to have... um, you know, a forum where we could talk about games that we were guaranteed that we would absolutely love. And it, yeah. it started out as us talking about games that we'd played before, but we slightly expanded it now, and every so often we'll do something we, we didn't play before, and we're just discovering new gems everywhere we look. Yeah, and uh, w- One More Go is actually had a bit of a... Uh, uh, I work in marketing, we call it a soft relaunch, um, <laughs> with all new music stings, uh, which I'm going to speak to Barry about how he got the... I assume Barry put those together. Um, yes. So so, so there might be a, a hidden cut of me going, how did you do all that Nez and Snez sounding vocal sample stuff at the end? Was it a bit crusher? I bet it was a bit crusher. So stick around for that, that'll be in the extra features, <laughs> not that that's a thing that we do. Um <laughs> That but was yeah. all in my vocal performance. I just, I just made that sound. <laughs> right. It's tremendous work. Um, but no, I recommend you go out, listen to it. I'll put a link in the. I always point downwards when I say I'll put a link in the notes. Um, but yeah, have a look in the notes underneath. There'll be a link to one. We'll go. It's the podcast with the best theme tune um, in 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 all of video games podcasting. Two K. You're two K. I genuinely mean that. It's a fucking belter. Um, but anyway, um, enough tonguing of arses um, also um, with you guys on I've completed the uh, the Grand Slam of having somebody from England Scotland Ireland and, Ireland and Wales on the show so yes um, in fact segue in many ways I have in fact caught them all 
Um, <laughs> which leads me on nicely to the uh, the news item I want to speak about today, which is uh, Twitch plays Pokemon and the mm. fact that those guys have actually fucking somehow finished Pokemon Red and started uh, Crystal. Is it? Yes. Yeah. Like. Sh- Surely, surely that's not possible. Like, sh- surely it's just—it's not possible for a hundred thousand people to play a, a, a game as. I mean, all right, Pokemon's not. You know, uh, what it's I think what it proves but. is that I think what it proves is is that when you get um, a stream of consciousness which is basically indiscernible from random inputs, that is as intelligent as a five-year-old. <laughs> yeah, that, that 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 sums it up fairly well. Um, uh, it, it's I mean, one of the one of the more amazing things as well is like obviously you said they've completed it now, but um, they they made the save file available to download, and for anyone that's into like the the meat of Pokemon, like mm. the IV the IV stats of the team. I mean, the team's junk. Like the whole team is rubbish. Yet yeah. somehow a hundred thousand people managed to take an underleveled team to. To victory, just just well, goes to show that maybe Pokemon's actually quite an easy game. <laughs> well, this is the thing. Like, I I I can remember playing. Uh, well, all right, I played Blue, but I can remember playing that back in the day and kind of having to having to level and having to do things. And because I remember thinking, like, there's no way they'll ever finish that. I mean, they'll get to, hmm. but then I never thought they'd get through Team Rocket headquarters, um, and they managed that. But I remember thinking, like, there's no way they'll do it because aren't there like strength puzzles towards the end as well? Where you've got to pull and push things and. Well, through through the inclusion, I mean, there were some parts that were so painful, but that's why they introduced the democracy system, I guess, because yeah. you know it was was getting to a point where it was going to they were going to spend days on some of those puzzles. And the like, democracy system being where if enough people type democracy, and instead of just taking every single input <coughs> that was typed in, it would average it out. And the most popular one from the last what hundred inputs or something like that would yeah. be the one that actually went through. Right. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, that's the only reason they really got through those strength puzzles because, like, the the, the progress on anarchy at parts like that was so so painful. Yeah. Well, I mean, every time I watched it, they would just be kind of spazzing around the centre of a town, um, sa- saving a game, saving a game, saving a game, saving the game, taking a step, saving the game, saving a game, walking into the poker centre, walking out the poker centre. Say, so, oh no, I was trying. I was watching them trying to operate the PC. Oh, the PC. Yeah. Oh. After after they released Charmeleon, the PC became a source <laughs> of constant stress. <laughs> Yeah, I was sat one morning with a friend of the show, Sean Bell from Midnight Resistance, um, just 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 watching this this group of idiots try to operate a computer, and they were they were just examining the first Pokemon in there, and then closing it, and then examining it, and then closing it, and then they managed to deposit one. Uh, Oh no, sorry. Then then they wanted to uh, then they managed to open the uh, deposit box, but then it's the 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 removing the no, they wanted to deposit one. Then it turned out the box was full, so had to change them and just. We watched it for about half an hour, and they'd done about fifteen seconds worth of work. Yeah. Well, and I mean, this I, is this is kind of the, the wonderful <laughs> wonderful thing about it was that you did have to sit through twelve hours of it for forty seconds of absolute wonder. Like, and one of the on the way through the Elite Four, like our level thirty four Venomoth 
manage to take down Lance's Dragonite without losing any HP. Like that, that's that's a, it's a Pokemon miracle. But you had to sit through twelve hours of walking around in circles to you know to get to the the yeah. joy. I should so point out. I tell you what, I um like when I found out they'd they'd stopped and they'd started up Crystal, I like stuck it back on for like two minutes, and in those two minutes, Togepi hatched. I was just like, "That's it. That's the highlight of this playthrough. Don't need to come back." Yeah. That said, for me, the highlight of the first playthrough uh, play was the fact that that Venomoth was called All Terrain Venomoth. Ah, uh, um, ATV. Mm. Uh, they actually so- managed to name it a proper. Like well, no, it was, it was called A A A A A A T T T T T T V V V V V. So it just became like because there was all train Venomoth and Air Jesus and Jay Leno and just just whatever whatever word you could you could salvage out of the mangled letters they had. Mm. Um, but yeah, all, all train Venomoth was a favourite of mine. What's been nice is that um, Tumblr certainly like started to. Uh, to eulogise it as well. Here we There's... go. Here we go. Oh no, no, but it was just <laughs> nice. Like the the way I found out that they'd actually completed it was that there was a whole wave of people doing fan art of like the Hall of Fame picture of the team that won, mm. with like red, like cuddling as we Omastar and stuff like that. But oh, that's nice. We were there with you guys. Given yeah. that it was Tumblr, how long did it take for the fan art to take to you know to turn in a serious dire- a serious a sinister direction? My filters are airtight, mate. That's not getting through. <laughs> ah, what? That's the whole point of Tumblr for all you <laughs> dirty sex people. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I I work in marketing. There's been a couple of times where we've had things go viral on Tumblr, um, and you've got to go and find it, and it becomes. I, I've I've developed. I've become the master of being able to scroll through a Tumblr really, really quickly past all the rude gifts to try and find the picture that we posted or something like that. It's it is the internet's arsehole. Um, so b- basically, your job is to professionally try not to get a guilty boner, which is yeah, that, that's one hundred percent what it is to try not to get an erection in an office. That is my job. So, someone's got to do it, man. Someone's got to do yeah, it. Exactly. More, yeah, exactly. Kudos to you. It's a skill. Yeah. I, I'm a hero. I am quite the hero. Um, anyway, we're not here to talk about my erections. Um, oh, we're not. Nah, uh, that's a deal breaker, man. Uh, that's a total sorry. deal breaker. The yeah, one but, question I want to have answered from the whole. Pokemon thing is when do we get to Twitch plays Pokemon Snap <laughs> or oh. Twitch plays Pokemon Safari <laughs> uh, never I think is the answer to that and with good reason um, after, I'd like I, I'd, I'd personally like to see Twitch plays Hey You Pikachu but you know <laughs> so, someday, someday oh my god just all on Skype in one go um, yeah, exactly <laughs> That'd be tremendous. Anyway, we're here to, to talk about neither Pikachu nor my erections. Um, and neither should those two be in a sentence again. Um, we are here, for, for those of you who've not listened bef- uh, before, the way the recycle bin works is each week I have a guest, except this week I've got two, because this week we're branching out. And um, I ask each of them to bring some stuff in that they want to throw into the recycle bin forever, uh, to be gone, banished from gaming history. It's essentially, it's Room 101. Um, I'm a less funny Paul Merton and uh, my guests aren't quite as famous as the people that are on Room 101, although I've not seen it for years. So they might be as famous now, I don't know. Um, I'm very much a less funny Joe Brand. No, I was going to say, Nickel's like the David Bedil of Scotland, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, in fairness, I used to be a less funny Johnny Vegas. So uh, there we go. Um, so, um, I mean, I'm, I'm open to, uh, to who wants to start, uh, Nickel or Barry, whichever one, uh, take your choice. And Nickel, you you can go. I'll let you go. We'll just see ladies first, but of course, oh, the less funny <laughs> Joe Brown's coming through. Well, <laughs> um, 
See, this was actually quite difficult. Hold on, hold on. The less funny Joe Brand is surely Robert Smith. <laughs> Are you kidding? Robert Smith is hilarious. Right. <laughs> True story, I once got... Um, a, like uh, When I was very, very much younger, I was uh, a, attempting to be a professional actor. I once got elbowed aside at a free wine buffet by Joe Brand. Nice. Well, that's quite good. I once saw um, Phil Jupiter's penis. Nice. <laughs> um, was that also at a free wine buffet? Uh, no, it was at a urinal at a festival. Um, I had to make an effort to look at it. Um, no, that's not saying anything about the size of it. As in, I had to crane my neck round to, to, to nose it. Essentially, I just wanted a story to tell on a podcast. Had about to. Years. Had, had to. to. Absolutely yeah. had to. Absolutely had, had to. Um, no escaping that. No, that was also when I met, uh, for, <laughs> for new metal fans, uh, Mad Capsule Markets, who were a bit rude, uh, but I think that was largely down to the fact that they don't really speak English. Um, this is this is the absolute worst name dropping I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it's a, this is very much a new metal podcast. I hold new metal's peak as being Look, in, a, an, in a golden age of music, in which we've never mate, ever reached again. I had a Slayer T-shirt signed by the Thirty Six Crazy Fist guitarist. Yes, <laughs> that's the pinnacle, mate. That's the pinnacle. I, uh, I, funnily enough, uh, a friend of mine was was the other day moving house and found his T-shirt signed by Casey Chaos from Amen, in which she wrote. Oh, Fuck. there's yeah. totally a there's there's totally a photo of me and Casey Chaos. I'm going to have to look that out and show you because it's absolutely horrendous. Casey Chaos is a dude. Although have you seen him? The the K- uh, Amen are coming back, and uh, oh, it, it, I don't it, imagine he's aged well. Uh, he's not, and he dresses the same as well. Like. He, he mentally he has not aged, but physically he very much has. Um, it's Hello, amazing. listeners! I spent all this time listening to a Bell and Sebastian record. <laughs> That's what I was doing. <laughs> you are anyway. tw- twenty years older than us, though, so it's to be expected. <laughs> I did work in a record shop during the height of the new metal boom, so uh, I, I've sold many Linkin Park and Alien Ant Farm CDs. I did my bit. Hey, Lots of guys in baggy don't, jeans. Don't- don't you dare mention! Don't you dare sweep Alien Ant Farm aside with a new metal brush. <laughs> this no. is the end of one more go. You have witnessed it. <laughs> we're doing. We're doing this. Yeah. We, it, this is all. This is all kayfabe now. What we're doing is we're having we're sowing the seeds of your feud on this show. Um, right. So then you can go back and have the the, the the massive WrestleMania match on the next one. We'll go. It's going to be good. Anyway, Nickel. Um, I believe at one point we were supposed to be talking about games. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, this was actually quite difficult for me because, um, like, I mean, there, there are a million sort of mildly irritating things about games, but generally speaking, I just kind of, like, I take the view that, you know, modern gaming has expanded so far, there's lots of things out there that just aren't for me, like, Call of Duty is incredibly annoying, but it's not for me, so I can't get that irritated by it. Yeah. Um, there's... Um, I did briefly consider getting annoyed that there's not a Transformers game out there that I actually want to play, but you know they're for other people. They're for they're for people who like the Michael Bay Transformers. It's not children. It's not for me. It's well, for well, well. Children. Hang on a minute there, because <laughs> if we can, if we can, if, if I've got one person on the show I can actually have this conversation with, the um, the recent games, the War for Cybertron games and Fall of Cybertron, are actually um, aligned continuity, which isn't Bay Transformers. It's the uh, that the, they fit in with the new Prime stuff and some of the new IDW stuff, like Monstrosity. The, that series is technically in the same universe, um, I think, uh, and they're okay. But 
But I will grant you that essentially what you want, probably like me, is essentially a Rise of the Wreck, uh, Last Stand of the Wreckers video game, uh, or something based on more than meets the eye. I want an SRPG based on Transformers Animated. That's what I want. Yeah, that'd yes. do. Yeah, yes. that, that, that'd, that'd, that'd be, be fine, weird. actually, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I want, and because I've been on the world famous Recycle Bin podcast, I expect now I will receive it. Uh, well, the problem is, is the Recycle Bin is a tipping ground uh, as opposed to anywhere <laughs> where, where good things come from. So, well, in that uh, case, I wave goodbye to the uh, <laughs> memory of my ideal Transformers game as it sails into the fjord and flames. <laughs> but right, well, I did manage to work up the ire about a couple of things, and the first thing I'm going to talk about is. Um, games that artificially pad their gameplay by giving you the same mechanic, just wearing a different hat. Mm. Um, you know, like you, like they, they establish one mechanic and then they just tell you to do it again in a slightly different manner and the the biggest culprit for it in, in games in general like across loads of genres is collectibles. Mm, yeah. Many, many um, adventure or platform games will say, hey, collect all the coins, but also collect all the puzzle pieces, but also collect all the clouds, but also collect all the cheese on a stick. (laughs) And it's not like telling me to collect a different shaped thing doesn't change the mechanic in any way. I'm still just sort of like crawling around all the the distant nooks and crannies of of the game world. And it, it it it's padding. It's unimaginative. It's just crass. And the absolute uh, kings of it were rare. Mm. Yeah, N N sixty four era rare, especially. Basically, mm. what you're describing is a banjo kazooie game, really. <laughs> uh, banjo. What, what I was thinking of um, the recent DLC for the new Dead Rising game on the Xbox One. Uh-huh. I believe uh, the most recent one, especially there on the what on. <laughs> It's um, it's 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 a new thing we have in the future. Um, oh, it's that, it's that thing that plays movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit, it's a bit like a Saturn. Um, okay, but, I'm I'm on board. Well, no, it's a bit more like a Dreamcast, but with less of a future. Um, anyway, the the DLC in the New Dead Rising is um, they they went oh yeah, there's, there's like three hours of new content, and the three hours of new content is fetch quests and collectibles. Fetch quests are like the 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 other horrible, mm. baleful, rotten face of this thing that I'm describing. Yeah, just sort of, yeah. especially in RPGs where they sort of um, like you go to, you finally find your your village at the edge of the map that was your your uh, your goal for like the last three hours. When you get there, they sort of go, "Yeah, we want you to get something from all the way in the other end of the map," and you can't teleport. You got to well, walk. Hold, hold on here. The, the thing, the thing about RPGs. Um, MMOs have gotten particularly bad for fetch quests. Like normally, now the first four hours of an MMO is just going to be fetch quests around the first environment. But there are examples where collectibles and fetch quests can work. You know, I'm not as, saying as, lo- as long as the world you're in is good enough and the reward for the quest is worthwhile, and it, it, it can still be not a really, really, really terrible experience. I'm not saying it's an inherently flawed mechanic. My complaint is, is when they give you the same mechanic three times in the same environment. Mm. You know, yeah. like yeah, yeah. No, for, for example, collect the K, the O, the N, the G, and the coins, and the yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, we're, like we're this was so it, many. Uh, go, um, go, yeah, okay, I'll go then. 
Um, as with so many things, like uh, conversations, me and Barry always turn around. Like Mario Galaxy does it perfectly because mm. um, your collectibles are of different types. You got your coins, which are just there for you in your in your path. Like you know, they're they're part of like the sort of causality of the game. But the um, like the 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 three. What are they called again? Are they like star coins? Star bits. Can't remember. Star bits, yeah. Like they're like the 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 route to finding them is different enough that it's not just doing the same thing to find something slightly different. Mm, yeah. And like that's that's implementing it well because it is a different mechanic for each collectible. The crime yeah. is games like Donkey Kong sixty four where it's it is literally the same thing. The thing about Donkey Kong 64 is, on top of all the normal collectibles you have in a rare game, there there are certain colours of banana that can only be picked up by a certain character. So you have your your you know four or five Kongs, and they can only pick up a certain colour of banana. So you're basically retracing the same path to pick up bananas with each different character, and it's just horrendous so horrendous just playing every level four times but with no discernible difference other than like the shape of your character's bottom I mean the up the up the upshot is is that you don't have to do it like especially in a lot of rare games you don't have to get all the collectibles but if you're a completionist then it's not going to be fun for you yeah well as I get older I can I can get past like you know having my save file saying 79% but you try and tell the 15 year old Nickel not to go for a hundred percent, yeah. And you'll find a gibbering OCD riddled wreck lying on your bedroom floor. Well, I had, I was, I'd oh. thought that I'd completed. I thought that I'd gotten one hundred one percent in DK sixty four because I know I'd completed it, and that was always my thing when I was younger was to c- complete Donkey Kong games. But I fired it up the other day and completed the game sixty three percent complete. So the thought of getting that other thirty seven percent is no thanks. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's, it's like in in a lot of games. Um, the GTA ones are bad for this as well. Is you'll you'll happen across something in the map, and especially in something like in in, in an open world game as well. Um, <clears throat> when you stumble across something, and they go, "Well done, you found one of eighty-five of these," and you mm. go, "Right, I'm never ever ever going to find all them because there's no clue as to to where they are." Um, what yeah, they're just like uh, you get a trophy if you find all of them. Well, you get an achievement. When- yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, but then that's the thing, and a kind of lingering sense of having not finished something just by knowing it was there in the first place, by the fact that you've got like five of the the seventy or whatever. Um, I mean, in GTA, I believe they did in the most recent one they did tie it into a kind of uh, like a little subplot behind the game, which is quite nice. Um, but it's still, there's not enough there to make me want to just. I mean, that game's you know about driving round at, at ridiculous speeds down the wrong side of the road. It's not yeah. about clawing through the grass in order to try and find a piece of paper or swimming around the outside of the map for hours and hours and hours trying to find a, a single shoe um it's the, just it's not what it's about the sort of the biggest problem with a lot of these platform games and their collectibles was that often content was behind walls that you needed collectibles to get through you know what i mean you can't play this level until you found this amount of coins or and Mm. You know, it just it, it can become tedious, like yeah. Although although Metroidvanias do in general do do strike an because because surely that is a game about collectibles. Um, well, no, I would argue that I think that's a game that's about um, mastering your environment the and like the collectible. Yeah, the collectible element is what allows you to to go through that. So they're completely designed so that when you have to retrace your steps, 
you're getting something new. You're 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 unlocking yeah the, the rest of the game. I suppose so. Yeah, because in, in in Metroid, when you go the foot the the fourth fifth time through a corridor, and you go, oh, I wonder what is up there, or or you notice that that gap up there for the first time, or you accidentally bomb through the floor, and you go, oh right, I've found a, a sub tank or whatever. Because of course, it's possible to complete the game without finding any of the secrets really. I mean, you can, I'm sure I'm sure that somebody will have completed that game at about two you know, percent collection or something, or done it only using the bombs. Or, well, I, no- I notice I noticed that you did mention bombing the floor, which is. Maybe the only real bullshit thing about Metroid. So like, don't know what to do? Fucking bomb everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Hug the walls, bomb, 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 bomb. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, see, that this is... It's it's an interesting one, Collectibles, because I don't know. Like I, I, I don't think I mind them, but I do think they need to fuck off. Um, because I would far rather a game spend a bit of time actually finding a way to make... The, the the extra hours you would put into finding collectibles a little bit more interesting and actually just, just adding something else just some other actual piece of content that isn't just wonder about like we we drew some it just go and find it. it doesn't do anything it just gives you hundred points uh, well yeah if you want me to boil this binable item down to a thesis statement what I'm not actually complaining about is collectibles what I'm complaining about is game designers who don't design a bit more of the game they just tell you to play the same bit of the game again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that that's completely fair, and in a way that also covers like uh, unnecessary backtracking and things like that. Um, I, so I actually, don't know if you guys, I don't know if like you guys have ever played through a, a, a Ghosts and Goblins or a Ghosts and Ghosts all the way through, but <laughs> a, a, sort of, a, a regular mechanic in that is you get to the end of the game, and if you want to see the ending, you're going to play the game again. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, actually, that's the latest thing. Suggest so really, Super Mario Galaxy has. The worst bit, like you complete it as Mario, then it's ah, like, do, do you want to just do it again as Luigi? And you're like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> of course I do. Um, but the thing, but the thing about Luigi is it is different, isn't it? Like because he controls very, very slightly. Ah, he's a bit slidier, but <laughs> yeah, he controls a bit like somebody's got a deer and put it on an ice rink, and then ah, it's he's a bit, he's a bit to two different windmills. But ah. um, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I can't. Yeah, no, I, I can't see any reason to keep this out. Um, what are you going to do now, Rare? How are you going to make games now? <laughs> yeah, all right, it's going in. Don't expect any you know, clever noises or anything. I'm, um, I'm not sure. If, I'm not sure if they continued on their collectible. Like, is Connect Sports full of collectibles? I'm not sure. <laughs> if yeah. anyone that's played Connect Sports could let us know, please. That that'd be lovely. Yeah, please, please send a tweet to at Recycle Bin Pod and let me know. Whether if anyone who's ever played Connect Sports can stop crying long enough to send us a tweet, <laughs> I don't think. I don't think was yeah. Viva Pinata was rare, wasn't it? I don't think there was much of it in that. Um, Viva Pinata is a lovely game as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, well done, Nickel. That's one for one so far. Yes. Barry, up to the plate. Is that, um, is that a saying? Up to the plate. Up to the wiki. Up, yes. Hockey? Up to the plate. It's, it's baseball. It's a sport. Okay, I, cool. re- oh, resident sports expert Nickel Hay. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Nickel. Mine... I mean, um, oh, no, no, go ahead. Nah, I before you start talking about baseball, um, mine is slightly. I'm not slightly settled on it because it would mean getting rid of something I love, but I've chosen to fuck Konami into the recycle bin purely because mm, Konami's. Yeah, okay abandonment of their IPs and their franchises over the last 10 to 15 years is absolutely soul destroying 
Anyone that grew up with a SNES or a Mega Drive knows how good and how plentiful Konami games used to be. Even into the PS1 era, you can think of 20 great Konami games on the PS1. And then somewhere along the way, they they lost it. They, They abandoned a lot of their IP and they started giving IP to other developers this is why we have stuff like silent hill book of memories and that absolutely terrible rocket knight game um it's that's that's a okay um this is an interesting thing actually because you obviously you're speaking to somebody who's a big fan of parodius um um, but then konami Despite being round, can I, I mind you that said I've recently started playing Symphony of the Night, um, which is a big thing purely because I couldn't play um, uh, Lords of Shadow the other day. Um, well, I think I think you, you've hit the na- you've pre- to use a cliche you've hit the nail on the head right there. What I mean, what do we have of Parodius now? I mean, Parodius is a pashy slot machine. It's where Konami yeah. send their IPs to die. You know, we have Lords of Shadow, which I don't want to get into thing about. Lords of Shadow, but it seems so far removed from the spirit of Castlevania that it may as well not be Castlevania. Mm, I know what you mean. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think the last Parodius thing we had was, was it the PSP collection? Yeah, it was. Yeah, and I don't know, I don't even know if that's available on the Vita. I think it might be. Um, no, it's not. It's not, actually. See, see why bother living? Um, exactly. Why fucking bother going on? Um... But then at the same time, um, if you look at somebody like Capcom, who is now running and Square, especially Squaresoft, are running a oh, lot of... especially Square. ...running franchises into the ground, um, did, you know, regardless of quality or... Sorry, I'm just taking a, uh, a sip of cough medicine because uh, I'm a cool dude. Um, this has gone out of hand, Chris. Your friends right, are here to help totally. you. <laughs> Take it easy, man. Yeah. It's essentially, it's, uh, it's purple drank is what I'm on, which is... Uh, Scissor! <laughs> That's the one. Um, a reference I didn't think anyone would get. Well done, Barry. Um, Mate, you you know I'm down with the you know I'm down with the purple drink. How how do you think I keep my roll so slow? Uh, I don't know what you're saying now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you could literally be talking about baseball. Um, uh, but yeah, like you look at it, I'm, I, the other day when I started playing Symphony of the Night and the cat, the the Konami logo came on. And I looked at it and went, that is something you don't see very often. Well, I mean, all right, they've changed the logo now. But that that logo, the the, the white yeah. one, is something that used to mean quite a lot. That used to be a, a mark of something good. Mm. Um, and now, Konami are... God, they're not even a B-list sort of developer or publisher now, are they? They're, they're, they're just kind of there. I mean, they've got Metal Gear and... Pro Ev, mate. They make that Pro Ev. Yeah, I know. And wasn't the last one of those shite? Um, the last about uh, seven of them have been shite. Right. And I believe the last one was all right. It's just it was released in a state where online was absolutely non-functional. Um, <clears throat> it's all right as long as you've not played any good football games. Ah, okay. Um, <laughs> I've only played FIFA 13 and 14, so I don't know about that. You played um, that Sensi soccer, mate. You played that. You played Sensi. That's good. <laughs> oh, sorry. I played an awful lot of Italian 90. Um, oh, beautiful. This is sort of sums it all up. I mean, like, Barry's obviously approaching this from the the role of a, of a hurt and troubled wife who's seen her beloved fall into a state of hideous disrepair. Um, 
interesting thing about Konami is like when it, like at the time, I don't think people sort of considered like oh, Konami are a, a, a great, a great publisher. Like they've got so much stuff. It was just like the games were sort of taken individually because I don't think Konami had a really sort of cohesive identity. Mm. Like when you when you sort of reel off all the IPs, like it doesn't have that sort of connective tissue in the way that like Sega's and Nintendo's does or did. Um, so it wasn't until we actually started doing one more go and I realised just how many Konami games both me and Barry were doing and wanted to do it was just sort of like wow what an incredible legacy yeah, yeah and yeah. and you and you look at it now <laughs> and um, it's bewildering I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm not anti-Metal Gear Solid in any way I mean Metal Gear Solid's one of my favourite series of all time which is what makes it hard to put Konami in the bin but yeah. I mean when you look at a list of, the list of their IP that we've not heard a peep from you know Zone of the Enders Vandal Hearts well we heard a peep from Vandal Hearts but that's heading into shock internalization territory uh, mm. Zombies Ate My Neighbours Takimeki Memorial uh, Gambari Goyman even Gradius when's the last time we had a fucking Gradius game yeah, yeah, no, it's a good point. Well, I mean, yeah, Gradius, Parodius. There was, there was, oh, there was that thing on uh, on Xbox that only came out in the states. Yeah, Automedius that never got localized for Europe. Thanks, guys. Yeah, and then you look at that mobile thing uh, that they've just released. Is it Konami Star Races or whatever it's called? No, um, is there? Is there? I've not heard about this. Oh right, hang on. Let me do a little bit of searching now, and. Um, Depending on your your train of thought, you're either going to love it or absolutely despise it. Uh, but I saw a shot of it, a, a screenshot of it the other day, and I'd just like the listeners to know that I'm gambling on despise here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. It's called Konami Crazy Racers with a K. Ah, I don't no, 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 no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That's the wrong one. That's the one on the Aye. Game Boy Advance, isn't it? I was going. Uh, uh, if you yeah. said anything bad about Konami Crazy Racers, I was about to wreck the joint. Like. <laughs> Is it is it crazy kart racing? I wonder. Is it another? Is it a new kart racer? I that sounds yeah 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 could be pretty good. Is it a crazy fever dream that you've had, Chris? No, no. Well, it might be because I just saw a picture of Pyramid Ed racing against Goemon and Pentaru. I'm well. I'm well into this. I'm I'm into this already. Let's find it. How how strong is that cough medicine? <laughs> it's it's real. I, I, I swear to God, it's real. Um, but why can't I find I ref- anything about used it? To, I refuse to go anywhere near Google to confirm or deny this. I'm just uh, willing to watch your breakdown from afar. Nah, I'm, I'm looking into it too, man. You've told me that there's Pyramid Head in a kart racing game, and I, I need to find. Oh, here we go. Crazy kart racing. Oh, do you know what? I think it is just it's it's a port of the Game Boy Advance game. I think. No way, this is a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what platform is it ported to? Uh, iOS and Android. Here we go. Oh, it's a sequel. Sorry. Um, and in it, you can play as Frogger, Dracula, Sparkster, Pyramid Head, Goemon, Evil Rose, Pentaru, Robbie the Rabbit, Power Procon, uh, Takasuki, Ming Ming, and Dewey. It sounds very very tempting, apart from two small factors. One touch controls to Konami in twenty fourteen. Mm. But Pyramid Head is quite cute. I can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> if you if if you look at the Wikipedia page for Konami Crazy Races, it's got a little section at the bottom. Is it out over here, or is it just a, is it a Japan thing? Or uh, no, it's somebody I know in the UK was playing it. Um, I found ah! the Android. 
<laughs> this is incredible because this is going to be like the the difference between like this going into the bin. Ah, uh, they're not or Chris go- scrunching uh, it up and throwing it, and Barry diving for the last the second to salvage Konami from the bin because they've finally done something that he likes. Yeah, I believe I think you can unlock uh, Abyss of Mario as well. Um, Game of the year, ten out of ten. Well, it's there now. It's two pounds fifty um, on Android. 12 out of 10. <laughs> and has 4 out of 5 stars on Google Play. Um, 75 so. out of 10. <laughs> um, yeah, it looks good. Uh, I'm tr- I'm g- I'll work out who it was that was telling me about it. And uh, Yeah, it, it, it actually looks alright. It looks looks like a kart racing game. Um, in Crazy which- Racers was fucking such a belter. So if this is even half the game Crazy Racers was, then color me excited. I'm just delighted to hear your voice. I was going to assume that you're going to, it's going to be me and Chris for the rest of the podcast <laughs> while you get Go under on. the covers with Konami Go Crazy on. Racers. <laughs> regardless, um, regardless of one decent mobile effort, well, it remains to be seen whether it's decent. <laughs> my, point, my point still stands, though. I mean, for anyone that for anyone that loved Team Silence, Silent Hill games, I mean, what what, do, what what is Silent Hill now? It's reached that point where more of the franchise is bad than is good. <clears throat> yeah, this is a good point, actually. It's distressing um, as fuck, like, so distressing. Yeah. But then maybe, maybe that's... The, well, because this is the thing as well, is that, isn't it? That, that It's not so much that those series have just stopped, because if those series just stopped and then were, were kind of done and we had... Lot, lot like something like a Proteus now. All the Proteus games were good. Yeah. Um, like that's fine and I can remember those as being good um, as opposed to something like Silent Hill where it, where now each one comes out and you have to go oh, is is this one good no right move mm. on is this one good yeah this one's actually alright oh, okay um, it would be nicer if they just shot them in the head and were done with them um, but then but then um, I do really like Parodius and I and Completely. I mean, I, I do like to my th- think of myself humbly as you know the guardian of all of video games by doing this. Um, mm. I really, really like Parodius. Um, I really, really like that bit where you're in the uh, the nightclub level and it's playing the Williams Hell Overture and you've got to go underneath the the, the dancing girl's legs. Ah, the big and, giant women. Yeah, that's really good. Ah, that's and, a good bit. That's a good bit. And I, I really like playing as Pentaru and. I really like being the man, the little stick man on the paper aeroplane in oh, which, whichever one that was. Um, um, I think he's in Sexy and maybe that other one. Um, I like going Upa, the baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and when I was about seven or eight years old, I used to quite like the fact that you could almost see their boobs uh, a lot of the, in a lot of the bosses. Um, ah, of course. I mean, this, is yeah. what, this is what Konami excel at. All of uh, these are great points, Chris, but can I just make clear that it's been 20 years since we had a good Rocket Knight Adventures game how can we suffer the people responsible to live <laughs> um, this is a good point you're, anyway you're supposed to be you're supposed to be like arguing and stuff it's, this is supposed to be an incredible uh, a fight for the ages um, no, I mean but, what, would you, what would you rather then would you, would you rather I mean this is a question for all of us I guess would you rather they bring back your beloved IPs as Shitty, cynical mobile ports, or would you rather they just shot them in the head or put them out to pasture? I mean, what do you think's better, really? Yeah, this is this is this is true. All right, I don't care if they bring out um, a crappy game because I can ignore it. Um, I would rather gamble on the fact that somebody might make a good one. 
Yeah. Oh, oh, ni- yeah. Nickel has just saved Konami. Um, yeah, no. For, for ba- based on that alone, um, I'm afraid Konami is staying out the recycle bin. So uh, you just gonna have to put it- no! <laughs> That's also a sports reference. Really, yeah. when it comes to Ben things we don't, when it comes to Ben and things we don't like about video games, there are no winners, Nickel. There are no winners, <laughs> other than Nickel, by the sounds of things, um, <laughs> <laughs> and me and my Twitter followers. Um, of course. So, uh, commiserations, Barry. Um, ah well. But uh, Nickel steps back to the hockey, which is definitely a is dart sports. Aye, aye, it certainly is. Right, there you go. Back to the hockey. All seven feet nine and a quarter? Uh, are you talking my height or my distance from the dartboard? Either. Both. <laughs> um, it gives me an incredible <laughs> advantage when playing darts. <laughs> you just pin them directly to the board, like <laughs> like drawing pins on a corkboard. That one. Yes, and I have a one. wingspan like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. There is a sports <laughs> reference. That, that went entirely over my head. Let's talk no, about Transformers more. Uh, that's what I know. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is in the film Airplane. Oh, okay. Um, who was I thinking of? I think I was thinking of... Um, oh, a black man who was beaten to death by American policemen. Rodney King? Uh, no, not Rodney King. Um, um, Chris Akabusi. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not Chris Akabusi either, no, surprisingly. Banjo um, and or Kazooie? Ah, uh, uh, no, he wasn't He wasn't beaten to death by a policeman. Um, oh, well, that's good. That's good. Um, Let's be fair, if we were going to sit here and list all the black people who've been beaten to death by the LAPD, this is going to be a long, long podcast. Yeah, I was actually a little thinking... A bit of, of politics there. <clears throat> ah, a bit of rage, rage Against the Machine creeping in there, like... Yeah, yeah, new metal. This is, this is what this is. This is the new metal podcast. Um, the person I was thinking of was uh, Mamir Abu Jamal. Um, uh, so there you go. Uh, who did he play for? Um, <laughs> he played for uh, the Philadelphia Policeman Murderers. Um, allegedly. Great Jesus squad. Great Christ. squad. <laughs> Big hopes for them this year. Fucking yeah. Christ. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, <laughs> Nickel, uh, what's your number two? I would like to bin the Hyrule Historia. Ooh. Specifically, specifically the, the uh, Zelda timeline that's at the back. Do you like the pause that I gave there for people to throw their phones across the room and discuss? <laughs> mate, yeah, mate I... you fucking love comics. Retconning must be like second nature to you by now. <laughs> ah, but you see, well, this is the thing, is that if Nichols is as much of a Transformers fan as I am... And uh, more so... Cool. Well, it puts it being liking Transformers puts you in a really good place for for all other things because it makes you really non-precious about continuity. Um, like all the way through the the new Star Trek film, I was hoping that Darth Vader would turn up at the end and just be like, "Lol, it was me all along." Um, I don't give a fuck about continuity in anything anymore. Um, you've only when you've look- had to ignore Machine Wars. Mm. You can ignore anything. Yeah. Or I can't remember the name of the series now, but it's. One of the um, um, is it, it might no it is it's robots in disguise the series in which in English that is technically part of Generation One of Transformers 
mm-hmm. because they reference a load of stuff that happens in it but in Japanese it's not because those jokes aren't in there um, so uh, this this is the level of continuity fucking that a Transformers fan is used to so I would imagine that Nick will probably feel the same as me in that when something like Zelda is so aggressively retconned back into some semblance of order you just kind of go eh, why bother well, exactly, and but my my bill isn't about continuity or about saying that this one's older than that one or whatever. Here, here, my Beale, you should probably explain bill for non-Scottish listeners. <laughs> uh, what really boils my piss? There we go, <laughs> listeners. Um, it's just the fact people, and when I say people, I mean nerds, are so slavishly attached to the idea of forcing video games into the same shapes as all their other sort of narrative media mm. so they they see these games that are part of a series and have got like a protagonist that looks similar in all of them and they have to make it fit on a line and everything has to fall in order and it all has to be codified and it has to make sense and it's it's ignoring what Zelda games are actually for yeah, the prime thing with like the the flagship Nintendo franchises, the the Zelda, the Kirby, the Mario, the Metroid, is that while they may have plots to a greater or lesser extent, the point of them is the joy of play. This is the thing that the video game media does brilliantly. Any anything like graphics or story or sound, they're all important, but they're dressing to service gameplay they're 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 dressing to service um a pure ludic moment mm-hmm. to to get as shooty as i possibly can <laughs> and believe me i can get incredibly shooty about it so what what annoys me is that they're basically investing a lot of time and energy in the wrong thing it doesn't matter whether it's the same link on all the in all the games or a different link or they're on different worlds, or they're a hundred years apart, or they're all the same, or they're neighbours. It it doesn't matter because what they're they're manifestations of a gameplay ideal. At this point, Zelda is being so refined to almost be a genre rather than a series. And you yeah. can see that developed when you get games like Okami, which are Zelda games in all but in all but name. Mm. So trying to to unify them in that it's um it's embracing what I would consider to be the lesser aspects of what make video games great. So fan well, this, wank, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is the thing. I mean, the, there's a thing that you've probably heard of before called the the Tommy Westfall theory. I think it is. Um, I'm not familiar with that. No. But basically, it boils down to, and there's a similar one that people are currently working out with video games. Um, basically, Tommy Westfall was a character in uh, an American drama series in the 80s. Oh, no, I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and yeah. it turned out that the entire series was a dream that he had. Um, Sent elsewhere was, wasn't That's it? the one, yeah, yeah. Um, so basically, the, the, you can then expand out the amount of things that are technically part or all based in the same universe become incredible because uh, I believe Aliens is in there, and then by extension of Aliens, uh, Red Dwarf is in there because they reference Wayland Wutani a couple of times. Um, yeah, the way they do it, it's like anything that's made a reference to St. Elsewhere, because St. Elsewhere only exists inside this wee boy's head, therefore yeah. must be another thing that he's also imagined. 
That's that's correct, yeah. Um, but meanwhile, um, Louis Proctor of Savvy Gamer and Andy Hamilton of Midnight Resistance and a couple of other guys have been working out what is actually in the Donkey Kong Extended Universe. Um, <laughs> they've reached a point where I, I believe Iggy Pop is in there, Snoop Dogg is in there. Uh, I'm sorry, just when you finish that first sentence, I could actually hear Barry's ears prick up. <laughs> Mate, I'm I'm well up to date on this chat, like... <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's basically boils down to um, the amount of video games cross crossovers that we have now. Um, I mean, we are, they, they, they've not quite cracked it yet, but they're only a step away from linking every professional footballer currently playing in any league that puts them in the FIFA games, <laughs> um, being part technically part of the Donkey Kong Extended Universe. Um, so, so at, at that point, why fucking bother? Like. Really, why try? Um, I believe Saddam Hussein is technically part of the Donkey Kong Extended Universe. Well, um, the, part of the part of what really so it gets me like so, something that um, I'm really I don't know passionate about is the right word, but something that I'm really interested in when it comes to media is exploiting the strengths of an individual media. Mm. Um, now, I'm a big comics fan, and um, what annoys me about comic book adaptations isn't what normally annoys people about it. I don't care about them being loyal or slavish or accurate to the source material mm. I want them to actually adapt I want them to take advantage of what film can do that comics can't because there are limitations of each medium Yeah. Um, and the perfect example <coughs> is that fucking atrocious Watchmen movie which mm. is like he, he attempts so much to be so loyal to the source material that he misses the point that Whereas Watchmen is an incredible story and something that that um, moved forward a, a, a genre, at least fifty percent of what moved it forward is because it's so formally um, experimental and daring with the comic book medium. It does things in comics that just can't be done anywhere else. Um, the most famous part of it is there's a chapter called Fearful Symmetry, which is about Rorschach, who's the guy with the um, symmetrical Rorschach ink block mask, yeah. and the panels and the scenes in that 24-page book are symmetrical around a central central page spread between 12 and 13. Mm. So if you look at the panels on page 1, they echo the panels on page 24. And this would be something that's basically impossible to do in the same way in film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So don't try and copy it. Try and do something different with it, try and uh, expand it and I think that's why the new Marvel movies are so great, because they're actually making movies that star superheroes and they kind of have a head start because they're based off the Ultimate Universe where um, basically it was Marvel trying to make movies in, out of comics mm. with, to a lesser rate of success but it meant that they had their, their step forward but anyway, what I'm saying is, take advantage of the medium that you're in, do the things that your medium can only do and when video games, that is gameplay so concentrate on the fact that these um, these iconic, glorious Nintendo IPs are monuments to moments of gameplay that can't be found in any other medium. Yeah, no, I I, I absolutely agree. I mean, there's been, <clears throat> I mean, all right, the last Zelda I played all the way through was Twilight Princess, I think. Yeah, um, but up to then I've been. Pretty good, you know. I'd, I'd played. There was probably four or five Zelda games up to then that I played all the way through, um, and at no point did I ever think, "Yeah, but how does this relate to 
the rest of the games I've played. Like it's called mm. the Legend of Zelda. Surely it is a legend. To, to me, it always it was it was different interpretations of the same story. Um, Even the ones that are direct sequels, I've not actually had a chance to really play. Um, a link between worlds yet, but like, does that even really call that back to link to the past that much beyond the the overworld? Nah, no, I, don't, I don't think so. Well, the first kind of, I, I recall it first being touted as a direct sequel, but it's really not. Like, no, it's it's just it's it's basically the same world, but that's that's kind of it. I say, like to me, the, the the Zelda, especially the Zelda games, were just always here is a new interpretation of the story of Link, like. Mm-hmm. Whether whether it's in Hyrule or whether now it's set in the sky or in a, a, a world that's been flooded or whatever, it's just the new version. It's it's almost like, and the way that each one iterates on the last as well, uh, in terms of mechanics and things like that, it does always feel almost like the little bit that the new storyteller's added to the story. Yeah. Well, this is this is one thing I feel about Skyward Sword is when the when they were like, well, this is the first Zelda game. It was a bit like uh, I could <laughs> I could feel it going in a in a not great direction. It'll be interesting yeah. to see what the next because I mean the, I mean a link between worlds is the best Zelda game in ten years. You know I mean it's it's incredible. Mm. But yeah. I'll be interested to see where they take the next sort of the, the Wii U Zelda. I'd be interested to see where yeah. that goes because the G- time given, given given that since you know since then <coughs> we have Hyrule Historia, which is a you know a big. A big score for the for the fan service folk out there. So I'd be interested to see if they're planning on taking that whole fan service dynamic forward with the games or not, or if they just want to leave it confined to a book yeah. a book, well, bookshelf curiosity. Wasn't the Zelda think, uh, wasn't the uh, Zelda timeline initially a, a fan thing that then Nintendo kind of codified themselves? Aye, pretty much. Yeah, because just that, that, to get the fans on side, I think. Yeah, it, that strikes me as as. Very odd for Nintendo. That doesn't strike me as normal Nintendo behaviour. Nintendo seems to normally have a kind of "we are doing this and you are going to like it." Yeah, way I think of the best way I can sum up my feelings in this is that Link is not a character, and he's deliberately not a character. He's a set of glorious gameplay mechanics that yeah. allow you to enter a world. Well, that's why he's so, called Link, isn't he? Exactly. So why do you why do you need to have any sort of connective tissue with him? It's just he like in every single game he is just your way of entering this new world. Yeah. Do you know what, Nickel? You're you're speaking to me this evening. Um I think I think yeah, fuck it. No, timeline's going in. Yeah, boy. Uh good work because yeah, well, no, just... I, I I agree you can put the timeline in, but you you specified the Hyrule Historia, which timeline wank aside is a wonderful thing. Let, let let's take a minute to really Talk about how the Hyrule Historia is a good thing as a book. It's pretty fucking awesome. Oh yeah, it's very pretty. But if I just said the timeline, I wouldn't have wound anyone up. Well, this is it. Well, this is it. well, well let's you, very quickly you talk about it, motherfucker. You fucking Kotaku son of a bitch. <sighs> I'm going to be on Upworthy within the minute. I don't know what that is. is that no, neither do I. <laughs> uh, Upworthy. It's a site like sort of Reddit sort of thing. It's like it's basically for getting grannies to post things to Facebook. Sounds awful. That's what it's for. Wow. <laughs> Good. Yeah, let's all let's all end up on there. Uh, Can we how. put that in the recycle bin? Put you uh, in the fucking recycle bin. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I live in the recycle bin. I this is my domain. You do? <laughs> uh, I can go if you two just want to do this. Like, I, I, I'll come back in like half an hour. Uh, we'll get we'll get the webcams back on and look at each other angrily. <laughs>
Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll do that afterwards. That'll be good. That'll be uh, yeah, because especially I'm, I'm actually not wearing any trousers while we record this. So, nah, same, um, same. Oh, there you go. Good. Uh, are, you, are you are you lying in bed with the covers swathed about you like some sort of Roman demigod? I'm in the bath, mate. <laughs> oh, there's a bath in the one more go office. Uh, I got some candles, like some tea lights. Got a couple of glasses of champagne. Just just kicking it in the bath, man. It's the only way to record. I've actually heard a rumor that Barry and Nick will actually record in the same bath at the same time. Well, if you, if you're not going to record a podcast when you have soapy nipples, what's what's the fucking point, man? Yeah, there's actually hours and hours of cutout bits in which Nickel leans back onto the hot tap, um, which has to be cut out of each episode. So I Barry like... would definitely make me have the tap in. Hi, <laughs> I would like. You'll have to invest in one of those baths with the uh, taps in the middle. There's a tip for you there. Get a nice roll top. Yes. Set it in the middle of the room. And welcome, uh, welcome to the recycle bath. <laughs> and, and look out baths. and look out over uh, look out over Scotland that'd be nice nah alpine alpine scenery if you're going to have a, a bath with you it has to be alpine scenery man this is a good point although I'm, I'm staying in somewhere soon that I believe does have a um, uh, a, a good view of York from the bath funnily enough it's in York um, oh, it's the best place for it so um, scintillating York oh. hey yeah, mate, but- mate you do if you come at York you come at me York is a beautiful city. Nah, York's sound. Like, York's ace. But, but right, York is Chester on steroids, right? And... Y- okay. Yeah, that that's good. Right. E- Edinburgh is York on steroids, and that's better. Edinburgh's but- a shithole, mate. Oh, no, Edinburgh's my favourite place in the world. No, no, ha, 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 no. Barry. No. <laughs> Barry with your West Coast bias. <laughs> I like Edinburgh. I don't like driving in Edinburgh, but I like Edinburgh. If you're into castles, I guess I could see that. But castles and ghost talks are rad. Um, and also, uh, Hogmanay's good. Um, and the fringe is baffling, um, but I like it. <coughs> and anyway, this is not the point of it, and I'm dying. So shut up. You have to respect what I say. Um, yes, boss. Ba- yeah, Barry. What's your number four? Two. No, and four overall. I'm good at this. I am. <laughs> Are you all right, mate? No, I'm off my face on cough syrup at this point. Keep drinking the cow, Paul, son. Just, um, just keep chugging. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely off my tits on Cavonia. So, um, um, my, my, my next one. It's a pretty basic one mm. that I'm sure a million and one people would agree with. But console wars, just console wars in general, the, the people's need to be completely non-objective about video game consoles to just be so completely brand loyal to one thing that they can't even entertain the idea of anything else being good Mm. and the way that that's manifested recently i feel in the media in terms of all this nintendo is doomed bullshit oh yeah just whole thing's tiresome man it's just tiresome as fuck like yeah and it's interesting as as uh, as we all are veterans of the the first proper console war. Um, yeah, you'd, you'd think we'd all humanity would be you know, war's war's never a pretty thing. Um, but that's what uh, Warmer goes all about. Me, a Mega Drive man, reaching across the divide to Barry's inferior SNES DNA and sort of <laughs> embracing him. Realistically, <laughs> though, realistically, you, <laughs> it's it's about me saying the SNES was better and then you crying because you agree and never owned a SNES. <laughs> that is the right opinion to have. No, no, we're just furthering this bullshit now. Totally, <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> well, this is the thing, like, back in the day, it was... Well, 
I remember it being all sort of like innocent and like friendly rivalry sort of thing, but um, like I mean, Barry, you were uh, posting some scans from uh, a Nintendo magazine, and it was maybe a little bit more, uh, a little bit more dense than we remember. Oh, I that that official Nintendo magazine used to refer to the PlayStation as the the Grey Station. Used to refer to it as the Saturn as the Sad Turn. You know what I mean? Ah, <laughs> oh, the the days of yeah Nintendo magazine doing that. I remember well, that. Gr- let, let, let's not forget Grey Station Pooh when you know that that was really first blood in the console <laughs> war. Like, uh, and that's why the GameCube Poo. outsold everything, right? The GameCube. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but then, going back to like um, the like the the snares and the Mega Drive, some of the ads that they the, that they used to run back then, back when advertising wasn't so tightly um, tightly monitored as it is now, were incredible. Some of the things that they used to be able to say and and like like there, there was a game uh, GameCube Game Gear one uh, that essentially boiled down to hey, cool dude to have sex with all the women play on a Game Gear, um, <laughs> which makes sense because you know I'd imagine they're quite busy. They want they don't need a console that has a battery that lasts for any length of time. The fucking um, greatest lie ever told, right there. Like, yeah, well, like cool dudes want to play thirty seconds of columns and then get back <laughs> on to having the sex. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, and, that, and that's obviously why we have mobile phone games now. Um, you couldn't even use the Game Gear to illuminate your penis under the duvet, man. <laughs> fucking, <laughs> fucking Game Gear. Give me a break. Yeah, but then, what is the know, classic? Um, uh, Early Mega Drive ads in like American comics um, was uh, the Mega Drive do what the Nintendo don't. Yeah, right. I've always enjoyed. Was that one enjoyed. about takes takes Sega ages as well? Like <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, very good. I remember very actually, yeah. like um, recently <laughs> there was like a, a Sega magazine. I remember like they published some fan art or somebody with like actually no, this was quite regular of like Sonic cutting Mario in half while doing a spin dash and things like that yeah but Sega, Sonic, specifically Sonic fan art has only got weirder, like that's not (laughs) got better (laughs) where it was one Sonic killing Mario we now have Sonic having sex with Mario so whether you think that's better or worse I guess (laughs) or Sonic hanging around with Barack Obama which is something I saw the other day, I think that went round Twitter Um, nice, was Sonic wearing a nappy I, did. <laughs> I think you might well have been. Um, classic, classic. <clears throat> oh, yeah, there's something that Tumblr. Yeah, there's something very specific <laughs> about Sonic fan art that freaks me out. It's because it's drawn by horrendous deviants. Oh yeah, that's that's of course that's what it is. Obviously, it's it's furry Max. It's it's the furriness for furry people who like normal furriness just doesn't quite go furry enough. Ah, they just can't get their kicks from normal furry. It just has to go that that one that one step further. Has it's to got involve, to go fast. Has to involve feeding and vor for them to, <laughs> for them to even get a tingle. Do you think? <laughs> do you think it's all to do with the the fact that Sonic's got attitude um, and <laughs> how he quite waves possibly. his finger. I'm I'm actually doing my best impression of Sonic waving his finger from the front of Sonic uh, from the cover of the cover the start menu of uh, of Sonic One now. Uh, nobody is can that see is, is that you getting one of these guilty boners again? I it is yeah. I'll upload a gif of it for you to put on the site later. That um, finger wave is the entire reason why the Sonic porn industry exists. Mm-hmm. It's so provocative. Yeah, and obviously in America where it was so much faster, um, which, <laughs> makes, which makes it just that little bit more enticing, doesn't it? Um, hey. But console wars. Um, it's, well, this is the like, thing. We, we, I mean, we can look back on the old console wars and have a big fucking laugh about it. But now, now it's like 
12-year-olds on Xbox Live, you know... Yeah, now all those people who would have drawn those pictures are now mic'd up and swearing in your ear. Mm. Like, um, somebody else was saying recently, I can't think who it was, um, there was a um, a review of some Xbox-exclusive content for the new Battlefield, and mm. they'd gone, oh, well, you know, it's a bit shaky, and some of the textures are a bit crap. And like one of the first comments was, this is fine on PS4. So it's not even out for PS4. What are you doing, you psychopath? Like mm. you, you, you're defending something that doesn't exist now. Like there, there is a correlation between console yeah. wars and people that play shooting games. Yeah. Yep. <coughs> but certainly, I mean, like I own a PS4, um, and in the last generation, I own both an Xbox and a PS3, and I can look at them both, and I can go, oh, "Of course, you do, you PS3, you do something better than the Xbox does, and vice versa." Um, well, the I, thing about the last gen was, I mean, at the start of the gen. 360 was the right choice because there was you know the PS3 suffered from a lackluster library for a long time yeah. so it made made sense to own a 360 at the start of the gen and then but the last sort of 18 months two years of that last gen you had to own a PS3 PS3 was just far and away the better console but I mean yeah. there was obviously if we're talking overall the best consoles obviously the Wii but there was a time in that generation where every console was the best yeah, no, no, absolutely. Uh, and uh, Yeah, and I own all three, and all three have their... I mean, it, like, it baffles me. Again, with the Wii U, I, I love, love my Wii U. Um, we're uh, regular listeners on there. I'm moving house this year, and the one console that is staying in the front room is the Wii U, because mm. it absolutely is the only place for it. Um, the amount of people who come round who don't play, who aren't gamers, in air quotes, who mm. look at it and go... Can can we play the game where we're all chasing Mario again, please? Uh, That's because Nintendo's casual oh, shape, mate. mate. Nah, mate. We played Mario Chase yesterday. What a game! What it a is though. Game. It have, is you, have you have you played it with the full five people, or have you played the Ghost uh, Luigi's Mansion with the full five people? Played no. it before. Oh, that's yeah, probably good it, enough. We played the uh, BitSocket guys from uh, oh, uh, yeah. the, the fabulous Scottish video game channel on YouTube, BitSocket. You yeah, uh, yeah. regularly have challenges where people come and beat them, and after good, we beat them at Bomberman. Yeah, well, you know, they deserve it. They earned Boy, it because we bet beat them. Socket. Bet Socket. That bet. name again. That name again. Bet Socket. <laughs> Scott and Joe from Bet Socket. But yeah, we beat them at Mario Chase, and it was great. Yeah, and and like and, and the uh, Luigi's Mansion especially, when, when you've got somebody who's sat, sometimes even in another room, playing as the ghost. Um, Aye. Who you can, or, or if they're in the same room, sat elsewhere, and you can just see them chuckling to themselves as they're just, just getting in the area where they start setting off the uh, the, the the pads vibrating, and mm-hmm. you'll see like a wave of panic go around the room, and, oh, <laughs> um, and then and then them chuckling just as they sneak off back into the corner, like that. That console is is a perfect, perfect, like party game I think uh, Rab Florence said of course it's done badly it's a console for gamers who have friends um, exactly. <laughs> but no man it's got no fucking games bro it's fucking kiddie shit man yeah all you do is like every six months you get the greatest game that's ever been made who wants that ah yeah. it's fucking right exactly yeah. but, but this is the thing though I mean this is what fuels the console wars now whereas you know like in the 16-bit era, it was just you running around the playground <laughs> pretending that Sonic's a better game than Mario. Mm. Now, Xbox and PlayStation are essentially the same console, but they both cost like four or five hundred pounds. So mm. if you make that investment, you can only afford one. 
And if you're of a certain personality type, you can't admit you made the wrong choice. Yeah, or, or even even that the, the choice you made may have some da- downsides, even if it's not the wrong choice, as it were. You, you get you get folk complaining about the lack of multiplats for the Wii U. When did you ever buy a Nintendo console for multiplats? You know, yeah. never. Well, this is the thing. I've I've heard good things about the uh, the Assassin's Creed that's on it, but I've got quite a powerful PC. Like exactly, that's always going to get played on there. Um, that's however, Chris bragging about his PC again. <laughs> there you go, guys. Subtle however, as ever. However, um, when my girlfriend comes home uh, from, from oh, no, I've got oh, a girlfriend. <laughs> oh, Listen to this, mother. I've got Jesus a girlfriend Christ. and a PC in a house. Um, no, you didn't, mate. No, you, no, you didn't. I bet you go back to a fucking like a, a, a tent in your back garden and play your fucking Game Gear. That's what you're doing tonight, mate. <laughs> as if I another could play another game lonely night in with the Game Gear. Another lonely 30 seconds in with the Game Gear. <laughs> 30 I'm seconds with columns. 30 seconds. <laughs> 30 seconds with the Game Gear, 30 seconds with the Television X review, done. Um, I know. But no, like when, when she comes home um, we're going and, and wants to play something, it's Pikmin. Like, I haven't touched the single player on Pikmin because the multiplayer in that game is so good. Mm. Um, because it is a game about... It's not a game in which you need to be able to have incredible Twitch skill. It's a game about organisation and chatting out an idea and iterating on a on a system with a with a person that you're talking to or that you're with. And but then, yeah. so we're agreed only fucking fannies Denny like Nintendo. Yeah, but I mean that's I don't, not. I, I don't see how anyone could call themselves a fan of video, a real true fan of video games, and not acknowledge that every platform has its strengths and its weaknesses. Yeah. I mean, well, it, it you can't very out, out, outright say that you can, well, maybe a handful of consoles over the last 30 years, but you can't outright say that anything really is bad. But mm. even for that, like, three-year span where the 360 was, like, the most logical choice for the, the console that you, that you should be buying and playing, can you imagine... Anyone with three brain cells thrown together going, I love Microsoft. I love what they do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But this is the thing. I mean, I don't know how you could call yourself a fan of what is essentially you know, a, a service platform. Um, it's just a box that you put shiny things in and then ex- have experiences through. Um, of course. I mean, I, I think I think the ex- I think the whole idea behind the Xbox One is fucking diabolical, and I think Microsoft are just as bad. But... If the games that I want to play come out on the Xbox One, I'll be buying a fucking Xbox One. Like, what, you know, if that if that like Mist Walker exclusive shows up for Xbox One, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna yeah. get on my high horse and be like, well, it's against my principles to own one. It's like, no, because I want to play games. Games, yeah, yeah. I want to play games. Don't give a shit about consoles. I want to play games. Yeah. In in the same way, um, I I've got an old old Xbox. Um, that's yes. probably due to start red ringing at some point. To be honest, is with that you. what you're is that what you're living inside currently? <laughs> it's warm enough. Um, but that's the thing. It, it it sounds like a diesel engine when you start it up. But the Xbox 360 is where you'll play the best version of Bayonetta. Uh, absolutely, and that, absolutely. And for that reason, it's staying. Um, the Xbox 360 is for now the only place you'll play Mount Your Friends, and for that reason, it's staying. Um, exactly. There are plenty. I'll tell you what, the worst thing about the console wars is is that we're still like four weeks away from me having a platform where I can play Fez. <laughs> But what it's going you, to happen. What are you getting? It's coming out on PS3. Oh, All right. right. When I've, are you going to get a Wii? Really? Yeah, it's coming out uh, March 26th, I believe. They're releasing it sort of cross-play PS3, PS4, and Vita. 
Didn't he retire from games, though? Uh, yeah, but the company kept making the uh, port, I believe. Oh, okay. Oh, and nothing of value was lost. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> I've actually never played Fez, but the Vita. Actually, while we're talking about consoles, let's talk about the Vita. Ah, because, the Vita's a good example. Do you remember when the Vita came out and you looked at it and went, nah, just, mm, yeah. Uh, no, I, I looked at it and went, that looks really interesting. I, I can't wait until there's some games on it. Yeah, well, well, okay, I'll, I'll be honest, I looked at it and went, that's got a lot of buttons and cameras and swishy things and devices. Um, can't wait to see if anything ever uses them in any in any way. Um, mm. But then it says a thing, I think, I, I play my Vita quite a lot. I think I've played a single game that uses the touchpad on the back. Um, but what a library of games it's got now. Yeah. Like, the thing about the, the, the Vita, I mean, even if you're not into any of the main lineup of Vita games, the stuff you can get off P- PSN for, I mean, yeah. playing PS1 games, portable, it's like, it's just like a better PSP in some regards. And mm. to be honest, the price tag for a Vita is worth it just to play Wipeout because it's incredible. Yeah, and and, and if you pick up the right Vita, it's available for free with a little voucher that comes with it as well. Um, exactly. But yeah, I mean, on top of that, you've got what Spelunky, you've got uh, Guacamole, which is which is a tremendous game. Um, like sometimes I just look at the game screen on my Vita and go, which is full now. I've got a few games that I've had to take off because there's just not the space on it. Um, mm. And I look at it and go, these are all <clears throat> fucking brilliant games. Like, tremendous games. And all of them are in, in the palm of my hand now. Um, I mean, like, that, that is a great thing, but like, I mean, Guacamelee is like a perfect example. It's not Vita exclusive. It's not a reason to own a Vita, but the whole package, when you put all those games, like you say, in the palm of your hand, suddenly you've got something very enticing. Yeah, mm. yeah, no, absolutely. Especially with, with things like Guacamelee, where it's got uh, cloud play as well. Um, so you can blitz through it on your PS3 sat in front of your telly, uh, yeah. and then w- when you go to work or whatever, just take that take the same game with you. I mean, and, um, again, I mean like Nintendo. I, was it Nintendo who did that first with Monster Hunter, um, or, or were one of the first uh, started doing it properly anyway, at least on consoles? Because you know you can transfer your Monster yeah, Hunter between, games between Wii U between and the 3DS. And Wii U. Um, but just having having that ability is uh, is is incredible. But I mean. So at the moment, yeah, I, I've I've gone Sony in this generation so far, but I will always have the the Wii U is, I mean, I can't shake the feeling that it might be a bit doomed. Um, not not based on the quality of the games or anything, just based on sales figures. Not doomed, but I just think it might have quite a short lifespan. Well, that that's the question. I mean, what does doomed actually mean to you? I mean, like there maybe won't be that many more games coming out, but the games that are already here make it worth buying. And this is the thing, like, as I say, I've got Pikmin, which I've still not played the single player of, I've got Zombie U, which I've barely touched, which is supposed to be great, Bayonetta 2 is coming out this year, um, I believe a lot of indie devs are still looking to get their games on, uh, on, available on the Wii U, um, and again, with the Wii U and the Vita, if I'm given the opportunity to play something like, um, uh, oh god, what's it called now? Um, really good-looking pixelarty um, thing that did really, really well on Kickstarter. Um, Barry Topping? <laughs> not Barry Topping, no. Um, I can't think of the name of it now. But it, but a lot of games, if I'm given the choice of playing them in bed on a Sunday morning, or dragging up, you know, go, going and sitting in the the spare room where the telly is, 
um, and arguing over frames and resolutions. I know what I'm going to choose. The advantage the Wii U has as well is that you have access to the entire Wii back catalogue. You know, it's not not something that the PS4 and the Xbox One can see. Absolutely, yeah. That, that, see, that, thinking about that, yeah, that means I've still got Xenoblade sat there, not played. <coughs> Jesus, please move that to the top of your priority list. Yeah, it's, can you well, play GameCube games on Wii U? No, nah. Um, which is irritating. Shite. Bennett, is it, yeah, Bennett, well, Wii U recycle bin. No. Okay. Well, it means I have a copy of uh, Resi 4 that I can't play. But then it's not like you can't buy Resident Evil 4 on other platforms now. Um, can, he bu- can he buy a Resi remake on FNL still, mate? That's true. I do own that, actually, as well. I need to buy a GameCube. Good, good. Everyone um, should own a copy of the remake. Yeah, because my Wii's on its way out, I believe. Uh, I've got a lot of black artefacted on the screen, which apparently is a sign of the graphics card burning out. How, um, how did you manage to break Nintendo hardware? That's fucking impossible. <laughs> Uh, this might be the first time a Nintendo product has ever broken. This is it, listeners. This is it. This is a red letter day. This is this is Nintendo are actually doomed. I'm, I'm going to run out in the street crying no. and rending my garments. Well, that said, define, define broken because my 3DS is in non-perfect condition. Um, the 3D slider did fall off it. Well, broke off it when How? I dropped it. But oh, I, dropped, well, I dropped it on the no. floor. Um, Mate, but, my my DS, my first gen DS basically broke in half, and I can still play games on it. Yeah, well, that's thing. I can still play games on my 3DS. And to be honest with you, the 3D slide on the 3DS it means it just saves me two minutes at the start of every game, sliding it up, going okay, and then sliding it back down again. Um, yeah, that's fair enough, really. But I just started playing uh, Bravely Default, which looks brilliant with a little bit of 3D touched in, um, mm. and and that's that gone now forever. Um, we were talking about console wars, weren't we, at some point, way mm. back when? Um, well, we we got distracted by talking about how much we love various games consoles, which just goes to show how bullshit, you know, video game and brand loyalty to the point of extremism is. It's just it's we got just distracted nonsense. by talking about the clear winner of the console wars. <laughs> what Amiga? <laughs> <laughs> but no, like I I I do agree. Like there's there's a thing with the Wii U that having it in front of the telly and I say it is I think maybe it's um in our house because it only really gets played for multiplayer things mm. <clears throat> um I've maybe got fonder memories of playing stuff because it's not the thing I sat in front of for 3 hours and played Battlefield on and got pissed off with some teenager at the other side of the world Aye. um it's that it's that thing where I you sat down with family or some friends who were home for the summer um, and we, we, we spent an hour and a half just chasing each other around um, in Mario Chase or pretending you know pretending to be a ghost or shooting things in the Metroid game um, and they're, they're proper memories as opposed to um, arguments about my console can display the picture at a bigger size aye I think what's count. telling is like when we we went on that distraction talking about the consoles that we love and things like that. What we talked about were either games or the the unique features of the console that that made those games possible. Yeah. Um. So you know, like, I don't love my PS3, but I love the games that I can play on it. Absolutely. Yeah. Like the In the way that, that I don't love my TV, so. but I love the movies that I can watch on it. Easties. Yeah, 
precisely. I'm not a huge fan. I'm not like sort of going to go to war on uh, on a forum talking about how great Panasonic tellies are. Yeah, no, we're totally we're we're totally entering an age of multiplats. I think where maybe as time goes by, hardware's going to take. Le- I, I hate to sound like a total Nintendo fanboy, but Sony and Microsoft don't take risks with hardware. What I mean, what does Sony do? The the copy whichever idea is currently trendy, like they did with Move, yeah, like yeah. they're doing with their with their camera. I mean, what did Microsoft do? They gave us the fucking joy that is Connect. So when it comes to hardware renovation, I really only have faith in Nintendo. And I feel like maybe as time goes by, consoles like the PS3 and the PS4 aren't going to have much of an identity looking back. Because when you look at, looking back on consoles that we've already had, something like the Sega Saturn has such an identity. There was things that the Saturn did brilliantly, and there was things that the Saturn was abominable at. Which it's because Sega made games. This is why like Sega and Nintendo will forever be the only worthwhile or relevant console war-esque conversation to ever have. Because it's um, true, because you can look back even now, if you you, you could go and pick, say, ten games that, <clears throat> that you'd never heard of, look at screenshots of those games, and I reckon fairly accurately go SNES, Mega Drive, SNES, oh, Mega Drive. Oh, ab- absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like I don't know exactly what that is, but the, the, see, that's thing. When I was a kid, it was always going around to people because I was a SNES kid, going around to people who had a Mega Drive. To me, it was a whole. It was it was a completely different world of games because mm. everything was so different, and there was no war there. It was it was a chance to have a completely different set of experiences uh, with a completely different controller with fewer buttons and. Uh, it was a completely different thing, and I just don't understand how that's turned into... Because if you look at the two of them now, they're, 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 you're right, there's no discernible difference between the two. It's like arguing oh. which CD player is better when one's got... You know, when, when, when two different CD players have got two different albums in, it's a stupid argument to have. And because the, the technology is so homogenised now, like there isn't any difference. And you're, you're right, I mean, like Dreamcast was based on the Naomi technology, so that was your arcade machine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Saturn was the 2D machine um, PlayStation was like the, the really cutting edge 3D machine and like that's the only Sony console that's ever really had an identity in my opinion. All Nintendo consoles have been the consoles where you can play Nintendo games. Yeah. The and mass, you just don't... The and, you know, cousin what, of the console of the generation. Yeah, uh, so what, the, what, what does the Xbox, the X-Bone stand for? What does it mean? Yeah. Well, this is the thing as well. It's like I, I genuinely have trouble, uh, sort of, when when people I, I have real trouble seeing things like frame rates and and kind of develop uh, processing visual cues and things like that. I'm really not visually oriented towards anything at all. Um, so a lot of it seems so pointless to me. So the the arguments behind it as well, um, mm-hmm. because because it genuinely like again when I play play stuff on the PC, I crank everything up as high as it'll go because. In my brain, I'm going. Well, this is better, probably. Um, in your brain, you're going. I've paid for this massive PC <laughs> that I can brag about in my podcast. Yeah, but you just notice. You, to me, there is no difference. I mean, I know I'm. I'm saying I'm a, 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 maybe a special case because I, I genuinely don't see the difference in things, and like have rubbish disabled eyes or something. But I mean, the, I, this is the, the, this is the difference in, in graphical fidelity between last gen and 
inverted commas next gen, which I guess is now current gen, is that I mean really graphically what's changed apart from better textures and a bit more anti-aliasing? We've we, we've reached a point where it feels like graphical fidelity. It's not quite plateaued yet, but it's getting there. And yeah. the I, fact the did just, you not feel like that um, Batman trailer looks quite quite a step forward? It's not in game though. But, but just the fidelity, like what it's capable of doing. I mean, it suggests like a a lot more power than we've seen from cutscenes on on the PS3 era. No, this is the thing. That I mean, is that I don't even know if that's an engine. Is it? It might be one of these cinematic trailers that's just got nothing to do with any of the fucking game I, hardware at all. I, mean, well, I don't know if it's I, an the, engine the be- or not, but it's the best example of that is if you remember the Star Wars Old Republic trailer before that came no, out for the MMO. Yeah. Like, the trailer looked incredible. I had fucking nothing to do with the game, though. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the deal with the, the Batman one is. But, but it's, it's but, true. I mean, a, a good example of that is uh, I was talking to somebody who played um, the new Assassin's Creed on the Wii U uh, because it was about 15 quid um, mm-hmm. and then had to go on the PS4 version and kind of went, well, there's a few bits and bobs here that are different and that maybe look a bit nice on the PS4, but I'm not I don't feel like I'm... He was expecting to hate having to go back to the Wii U one. But he was like, I don't feel like I've missed much, really. Like, there's a mm. few nicer, shiny things here and there, but there's not. There's nothing enormous that, that really stands out as being world-changing. Well, I think, I think my point was is that uh, as there's more emphasis put on new hardware, meaning higher graphical fidelity, and, you know, we're not really getting the same leaps and bounds we had before, mm. the, the, the PlayStation and the Xbox are just losing their identities. We, we don't need both. I mean, the only thing that separates them now is which controller do you like better, which has better exclusives. Like, yeah. if, the X, if the Xbox ceased to be a thing, would I be bothered? Not, not really. Yeah, and unfortunately for for Xbox especially, uh, Titanfall uh, seems to have done one thing, which seems to have made everyone I know go, "I'm going to upgrade my PC." I think because um, it's cheaper. <laughs> Aye. Um, because and again, like I've I've got a PS4 because it's cheaper than the Xbox One, and as far as I can exactly. see, exactly. the two seem exactly. to be the same. Um, certainly at the moment, especially when you watch E3 and you watch a load of middle-aged guys in jeans and blazers and t-shirts talk to you about interactive experiences and and never using the word games. I'll tell you what the difference between PS4 and Xbox is in my very limited experience of both. The PS4 controller is nice. The PS4 mm. controller the Xbox is con- Yeah. So there you go. That's, that's, your, that's yeah. your 400 quid, mate. And the PS4 controller will work on the PS3 in some games as well. Woof, did not know that. Mm. Um, uh, the um, I, You guys probably won't care about this, um, but the Dark Souls 2 uh, base that happened earlier this year... No, 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 no. I'd like to clear something up here. I am a big fan of Dark Souls. Uh, I, I imported Demon Souls. I fucking played through Dark Souls. I just don't like to talk about it 24-7. Because there are other games to be playing rather than doing a fucking soul soul level one playthrough. But so so this is why we don't talk about Dark Souls on one more go because it's got fucking nothing to do with our podcast. But no, I, no, cool. I, I, I love Dark Souls. I just I just can't hack people that have nothing else to talk about except Dark Souls. Cool. Well, 
Um, yeah, the the PS4 pad worked on the the Dark Souls 2 beta, and from what I understand, should work in the full game as well. Uh, you got to plug it in. Uh, is the only thing. Um, All right. But that is a nice controller. I'd be happy to do that, especially as I sit about three foot away from my PS3 anyway when I play it. So, yeah, it's a very nice controller, actually. Yep. Very nice. I think well, what the real question is here is: uh, Are console wars going in the bin? Uh, I think they are. You know, uh, given that we've just talked for about forty minutes about how stupid they are uh, and, and offered nothing positive about absolutely, them whatsoever. absolutely, right in the fucking bin. Then of course they're going in the bin. Uh, well done. So, uh, Nickel, as our resident sports expert, what's the score? It looks it's... like it's uh, Barry Topping, one, Nickel Hay, two. Good work. Which is which? two is more than one. That means I won, Barry. I won. But then, from what I know, um, next time you play video games together, uh, Barry will settle that score. Uh, make, 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 make no mistake make no mistake here. that is a massively accurate burn <laughs> do it for me score attack Parodius um, do it for me um, well I my, my voice I don't know if you can hear my girlfriend described me earlier as sounding like a sad giant um, I don't know if you can hear but my voice is now on its way to actually giving out entirely and I've got a load of other stuff oh. to record this week so well, this this like, is, if if your if your voice gives out, how are you going to grease people on Xbox Live? Well, exactly. Um, I'll have to just I'll have to resort to text chat um, in between lives on battlefields, just hammering out. Lol, you are gay. Show me your tits, and you are a fucking that slag. Pretty much summed up Xbox Live right there. Like that is actually Xbox's identity. We we failed to spot that. <laughs> this is true, actually. It, it's, it's hashtag lad. Hashtag lad. Yep. <laughs> it's actually quite true that Xbox, Xbox especially has developed this uh, reputation for just being that. For just being children squealing at each other at Call of Duty. Um, that's a real shame because I'm sure there'll be some in- incredible things that come out for it in the next five, ten years. Um, there will people be. ask why me and Barry want to live in the past. <laughs> I will admit, actually, whacking uh, one more go on of a morning on the drive to work is often quite nice. Um, Especially as a guy who sees it. So yeah, if you're listening now, the bit where we talk about my stuff has gone, and then essentially what this is, this is the goodbye bit now. So we're going to talk about one more go for a bit again, because it's better than this anyway. Oh, um, oh come on now. Uh, wh- whacking that show on first thing of the morning and just driving to work and listening to a man talk about Kirby for half an hour. It, it is really nice. Um... And it's so, and, and I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I mean, I Christ, I run a show about getting rid of things. I'm quite a cynical person, um, but every so often, tuning in and just listening to two people talk about something that they love uh, is really good. Uh, and you should definitely, if you listen to this, listen to um, the relaunch, as there's now loads of good bits about about consoles and other little magazine-y segments that are good. In fact, you guys should probably sell it better than me. Yeah, well, we added some new sort of semi-regular and regular features. Uh, one of them is a, a thing called Machine Story, which is where we'll be looking back at some of the consoles we owned when we were younger, um, talking maybe not the sort of patronising retrospective that you'd, you'd expect. We're not just reading out wiki articles. We're, we're trying to sort of get more into the, the interest in things in terms of maybe the hardware development and some, some of the games that we love for those platforms that maybe weren't as popular. Hmm. Uh, and we're also uh, adding a new feature called Game Club, where uh, every two months we will tell our audience about a game that we want everybody to play, and then um, through the miracle of uh, social media, 
which our, our social media consultant, Mr. Span, has uh, taught us how to use, uh, means we'll, we'll all come together and through the glory of hashtags and 140 characters, we'll share our emotional journey through uh, the glory of old games. We'll spread uh, the joy. And this is in addition to our um, uh, tried and trusted format of we both pick a game each month and talk about it. Brilliant stuff. Uh, go and check it out. What are you doing listening to the end of this? This bit's rubbish now. Go and listen to that instead. One more um, go podcast.tumblr.com. Uh, at one more go pod on Twitter. Uh, Barry's on Twitter. I'm at No Stopping Epoch. I'm on Twitter. I'm at Nickel Hay. Whoa, I suddenly feel like I walked into a pre rehearsed segment. That was tremendous. Um, that was proper <laughs> podcasting pro gold. I enjoyed that. Um, I'm on Twitter, apparently. Um, that's not my Twitter name. Don't look for apparently it's not me. Um, and don't look for disappointment either because that's someone who's better than me um, making the name ironic. Um, anyway, I, I need to go. My voice is giving out. Uh, thanks very much for listening. I've been Chris Barn. That's been uh, Barry Nickel. Again, let's just call you that. Um, goodbye. Bye, 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 bye. Bye. bye.